Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Les. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. No, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Ah! Here we are, folks. Pick it up. Sweep it up. Lick it up. It's Tuesday. We're here. We're back. It's been years. It's snowing. I'm gay. You got diarrhea. We're all over the place. Wait, how do you know about the diarrhea? I assumed you've been eating uh, jicama and ass for three days. I mean, I got wild diarrhea. I was going to save that for the end. That was going to be my oh. big closer, but you, you, you saw it on my face. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I jumped the gun, and uh, I assumed you had it, but I just couldn't think of a funnier word, so I went with diarrhea. But I can't wait to hear all about it. You've been backpacking. You've been uh, all over the world. You're, you're, you're a jet setter. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's I gotta say, I am so grateful to be home. I'm like, uh, I'm just rolling around in dirty laundry. I dove in the trash barrel. I, I I just can't tell you how good it is to be home. I went to Starbucks and I blew every single woman in there. I got they gave me an Emperor's Clouds hot tea. I just dumped it on my own face. Yeah, and well, I mean, we, uh, we shit on America all day, but when you get back, you're like, oh, that Chipotle takes a card. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I said this. Uh, I don't think we were doing the pod then but i kept saying that when i went to peru back in the day because of course europe is just america i mean let, who are we kidding here you know it's, it's sure. pretty pretty much the same whatever it's older. They're, yeah they're a little gayer, gayer. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. um but you know I, I went to peru back in 2010 and it it makes you realize all the things you hate about america like this is beautiful this is so cheap this is affordable and the amazon and they just live in they right. live small in these huts but then you also are like, God, I'd, I'd kill for a movie theater or a Starbucks, uh, you know, a, a pair of white tits, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of things you love, yes. but that, that's how I'm feeling right now is it just feels so good to go and, and get a cup of tea that's a good temperature with a lid. Yeah. And they got chocolate chip cookies everywhere. It just feels good to be back in the good old U.S. of A. where everyone hates each other. Here, here. Well, you know what it is? You need a balance there, Fatty. Like, uh, you, you get your Starbucks here, they take your credit card, then you go to Ecuador or whatever, and they, uh, they put, you'll pull you in a rickshaw, and you can, kill a, uh, you can kill a trans person in the street, and nobody cares. So it's good to do both. Yeah, exactly. You got to balance. But yeah, we went to a grocery store, a mini market, and um, Marquette, that's like a female you. Ah. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm a little rusty. That'll be me in a few years. Um, so we go into the, the market, and Sarah and I get five bags of groceries, like full bags, three in one hand, two in the other. She didn't carry shit. And they're like, that'll be $20.50. And they take American money down there. It, it's kooky. Their whole system crashed a couple days ago or whatever, so they take American cat. They give you like a Ben Franklin bill. Right. It's, it's very strange. They're, they're sad people with no money. I think they like that. They they go, ooh, look at this uh, greenback over here, huh? I think they dig it. It's very strange. You're like, here's Abraham Lincoln, who didn't do shit for Ecuador, as far as I can tell. Right, right. Well, yeah, but you you, you try to use a Canadian quarter in New York, they kick you in the tits. 
Yeah, well, down there, they, they suck you off for that. But So uh, it was uh, pretty exciting, but I, I don't even know where to start. I got a lot from Ecuador. I also went to Key West for three days. I got to talk about Comedy Key West, which you got to book. Get on the horn. Get your agent, your manager, or nobody. Call Tom Dustin up on the phone because they you've done it before, right? You did Comedy Key West previously? I did, and uh, it was a fucking blast. Tom Dustin is the best host. He's a great tour guy. We jet skied. We got drunk. We 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 made love. It was it was fucking awesome. Every show was sold out. The crowds are fun. I love Key West. So if I ever run over a kid or or do something horrible, I'm moving there. It seems like it's just a bunch of runaways drinking it up. That's what it is, and they have a term I just learned that I love. My new favorite thing, and I want to write a sitcom. It's called Keys Disease. You ever hear that term? <laughs> No, I, I like it. That's when you, you run away, you, you get a motorcycle, you hitch a ride to Key West, and then you stop showing up for work, you get a fat ass, you get, you know, AIDS or whatever, and you get those fried tits, the yes. ladies that are all those, like, brick-colored tits. <laughs> yeah, you want to do a set in front of them. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, everybody's got that catcher's mitt skin. I, I, I might have keys. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fun disease, but... So we went down there. So the old room is gone. That's That room uh-huh. was like at the shitty end of town, whatever. It was fun, but it was in a bar. But now they have their own room. They bought it. My buddy Joe Madaus and Dustin, they went in, I don't know, with a couple other guys, some really hot guy. And they have their own room. And it's like a block off of Duval Street, which is Bourbon Street, if you're not familiar with Key West. By the way, uh-huh. we've talked about this before, but Key West and New Orleans are so similar to me, I get them confused. I have memories I from each city that I, I flip. They both have this, you know, there's like a lot of like those triple-decker, mansion-y houses. Yep. yep. They got a history of the arts. And then they each have the same street, Duval and Bourbon, which the locals hate, all the tourists come to. And you probably get beat up if you make eye contact with anybody. Yeah, yeah. It's a little dicey. It's all about fun and booze and partying. And I, my opener every night was Key West is like if New Orleans fucked a Red Lobster. Because it's it's got a little more Caribbean seafoody uh, fish vibe. Yeah, the New Orleans has Louis Anderson and uh, wait, no, who's the, what's his name again? The black Satchmo? one. Satchmo. No, Louis Armstrong. Armstrong. Yes. Who, is that who is Satchmo? Satchmo. Is that Woody Allen's kid? Satchmo Page. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Did you watch the? Did you watch Louis Duck? Is that I know it? I haven't. I'm too. I don't want to watch it. I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to see him go down like that. I know it's hard because I love Woody so much. I'm still defending him. They're like he finger fucked a child, and I'm like, but it was funny. Come on, he was <laughs> he was goofing around. It's putting me in a really bad position here. Yeah, yeah. Well, they say it's a. He said it was a, a chop job or whatever you call it. Hit job, chop shop. Yeah. What is the? You know when they uh, they cut it up, it looks bad. It's a whack a- job. Hand Blow job. job. No, it's called a, uh, a hit job. A hit job. Is it a hit? A hit piece. Hit piece. Yes. Yes. That's an article. A hit piece is in words. Good point. This was, a, this was something else, I think, but hit piece is good. I think so. I, I've heard his side. I've read his side. Uh, Mia's had plastic surgery, so she's probably lying, I assume. I, I, mm. I don't know. But Yeah. It, who knows? It's only part one. By the way, part one is like devastating. I'm like, I got to watch three more hours of this. Uh, yeah. It's going to be brutal. Yeah, yeah. Whack job, cut job. Call in if you know. Uh, that's going to bug me. But Shelbo, you got it? I don't know. But yeah, all right. Uh, so you're in Key West. Uh, it's, the, it's, it's a magical place. You're, you're, your problems just 
slip off you. Something about that town. They just float away. Yeah, it's well, it's a it's a great town. And, you know, I first went there back in 06 with, with Dustin. I think he came on the podcast. We told some stories. We got robbed by uh, prostitutes in Miami and... And we ended up, you know, telling stories for money, which was amazing. And we were like, we got to move here. What if we just moved here? We'll perform right. in Mallory Square. We'll open our own place. And he did it, the son of a bitch. I mean, he's, he's done it. He's living the dream down there. Love you, Tommy. Uh, but anyways, the new room is, is killer. You got to go do it. It's a perfect, intimate stage, small room, but they, they pack it in. Um, and then you can hang outside, which is nice. It's like a green room on the balcony. And then he's got a megaphone. Because when all the people drive by, you can you can shout fun stuff through the megaphone. You go, hey, your blinker's on. And then there's a ghost <laughs> tour that comes by, and he always yells, you're all doomed. And they all scream, fuck you. It's, it's a good time. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Wow, Tom really, he really did it. He really made something out of Key West, and he brought comedy there. He's, he's a special guy, that Tom. And I got to say to all the fans down there, make it a trip. If you see yeah. one of your favorite comics... Fly down there. Why go see Mark Norman at the Omaha Funny Boat? Well, go there, too, but hop on a plane. Fly to Key West. Great make a point. vacation. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I do for Pearl Jam. I go, hey, right. Pearl Jam's playing in Seattle. I want to see them in their hometown. I'll fly out there. Hey, Brandy Carlisle's playing at, you know, the Firehouse in Atlanta. I'm going to go down there and see it. Yeah, that's a great point. You know what you got? You got herp keys disease. Oh. Aha. Uh -huh. All right. I've been sitting <laughs> on that one for too long. I had to get it out. Not bad. But anyways, went down there, had a great time. Now, let me throw this at you. I got a little, I haven't traveled in a while, haven't dealt with all the shit you deal with. Yeah. What do you, what do you make of this one? I'm interested to hear your opinion on this, and this is slightly racial. Ooh, lay it on me, Fatty. Well, everyone loves a little race stuff these days. Sure. It's not too sensitive. But, so obviously, you know, it's very difficult to be uh, black and, and all that stuff. <laughs> but, so there's some... Sometimes it feels a little advantageous socially in these little situations. So we're on the flight to Key West, and there's two flamboyantly gay black men in front mm. of us. Like, you know, super silly, hi, like the kind of sure. crazy, very loud, the whole flight. And fine, they're having fun. They're going down there on vacation, and they're pushing each other into the bushes and going, you, you're crazy, girl. Shut up, girl. Like that kind of sure. stuff, which is all fun. I'm, I'm pro- Silly, yeah, I'm into it. Okay, I'm yeah. hard. Yeah, so they're they're doing that, and then we're getting off the flight. And as you know, every you do the shuffle where every row goes, and then the row behind. Uh, hate the shuffle. And there's a couple people that always try to blast forward. Of yes. Course. So premature ejaculation. And then there's a couple evacuation. people. There's a couple people that take forever to get their bag down. They're yeah. lollygagging. Yeah, I hate the gag. So. We're behind the two uh, gay fellas who, again, are, are very nice. They were pleasant. We had a couple. We exchanged pleasantries, and they're having a nice time. They're going to Key West. They're having a good, good fun. So there's a lady, regular old. There are two rows. The, the the gay blacks are two rows in front of us. Okay. And or maybe they're one. It doesn't matter. But they're in front of us. There's a a crusty old regular Karen white lady, and uh -huh. she's. Unpack it. She's taking forever. She's the lollygagger. Yep. So then, because she's lollygagging, gay black guy number one goes by. Uh-oh. But now she's ready. So she turns to get into the aisle to leave, and gay black guy two kind of walks into her at the same time. She goes, just go. Go ahead. Go ahead. She does oh. this. Go. Let's him go. That's says, not bad. Go ahead. Not bad. 
Yeah. A lady, there's a lady behind gay black guy number two, and she's Karen, regular white lady number two. Uh-oh. And she goes to pass, and then the lallygagger goes, um, hello, can I go? Oh. Excuse me. What do you make of that? I, I know what I make of that, and that's it's a, it's a fascinating sociological thing you just saw. I mean, we could we could dissect this all day, but there there is white privilege. But we act like white privilege is one thing. We have privileges, and then black people have privileges. It's not white privilege. It's you get a privilege here, you get a privilege there. Same with black people. They get a privilege here. They get a privilege. His, his Hispanic people get a privilege there, whatever. And that's a privilege. It's a little bit of guilt. It's a little bit of the times we're living in, and it's a little bit of like I don't want to be the bad guy. I've seen enough cell phone videos. You go. But hey, hey, honky lady. We're on the same level, so uh, no dice. Now, we should note, of course, white privilege certainly has been miles greater than black privilege ever has, of course. We're not trying to, uh, you know, make any newspapers here. Certainly uh, better to be white in the history and all the business. Right. But in this particular situation, I feel like this guy got certainly preferential, and what was so jarring about it. I've never seen anybody change so fast. Even like my drunk uncle who would it kicked me in the asshole after taking me to the movies. Yeah. This, it was literally this fast. She was like, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, hello, can I go? And I was right. like, you just stood there and let a person go. You can't be mad. You could be like, oh, it's, it's my turn. I'm sorry. But she yeah. was like a cunt to this lady within a half a millisecond of giving the, yeah, you go. It's fascinating, and it, it it's great to see because, and that's a great catch because it just proves every thought I've ever had. Like you're kind of faking it here, but you're 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 your real self here. We're all kind of phony, so it's nice to see those moments. You're like, all right, everything I thought was true. And here here's my thing. You know when like you do something kind of racist, and then some black guy goes, "Oh, it's because I'm black, huh? It's because I'm black." And you're like, "Eh, maybe," but they never do the "It's because I'm black" when you do something nice. Hmm. You interesting. know. If, if a white guy's playing his music on the subway, I'm like, Jesus, man, what do you? There's people on the subway, but if he's black, I'll go, eh. And they never go, you let me play my music because I'm black, right? And you're like, yeah, absolutely. I'm, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to be a douche or a, you know, white devil or whatever. A, a, a Karen, I think it's called. But this yes. lady had quite a quite a flip. I've never seen a flip like that. She was like Scott Hamilton on the ice. I mean, a real <laughs> backflip. <laughs> Um, and I just thought it was fascinating, and I felt bad for White Lady too, who was like, "Yeah, I, I'm not trying to be an asshole. You just you're, you were letting people go. You were lollygagging, and, and and you were so pleasant to this fellow." And it it would just be nice if the black two black gays, and I think black people are perceptive enough. They've they've been through enough that they get it. They know what's going on. Like I'll, I have black friends who're like, "Oh yeah, if I, I if I see some white guilt, I'm using it," you know. And I'm like, "Good, at least you admit it. That's all I need is the acknowledgement." Yeah, I just, uh, I have no problem with her letting the one guy go and not letting the second lady go, but it should have been a little more like, eh, eh, go ahead, go for it. I, I, excuse me, I'm going yeah. to go. Yeah. Just, you don't have to be so, she was blowing the one guy and eating out the lady in a bad way. Right, right. She pulled an Elliot Page, the quick flip. But Quick flip. Yeah, it's uh, it's an odd uh, scenario, that is, but it, it's it's real. You know, you, we, we talk about treating people equally, but you really shouldn't because we've got, uh, you know, certain histories and social norms that you got to abide by. So e- equality is no good. You'll get in trouble for treating people equally. Right. The dude abides. So, uh, which, 
I watched Lebowski on the plane yesterday. What a ah. fun, fun film. Great film. Weird, interesting. Coen Brothers. So, so notch. fun. Uh, yeah. I can't stop itching. I got these bug bites. It's brutal. It's like sex once you start itching. Oh, it feels so good. That that tingly, kind of painful, kind of feels good vibe. It's tough because they're not itchy for a while, and then they, they itch up, and it's just too much for me to handle. Hurts so good. Yes. John Cougar. Yeah, which is uh, one time I when I was a younger man and I was prying with women, I was like, what is a dick? Is, is a big dick? Do you really need that? And they were like, sometimes it hurts, but sometimes it hurts so good. And I remember we're like, oh, wow, that was hot. Yeah, it's interesting because I was just thinking about this because, you know, I was in Ecuador with Ari and he had his dog, uh, Bandit, who, who I love and we had a good time. But, you know, you're <laughs> driving around and you got a whole Bandit will sit in your lap. And it, these dogs, they just step on your dick and balls. Oh, brutal. And, it's you like know, a I was prostitute like, with a Wall Street guy. Exactly. And I was like, he just fucking crushed my ball. And the topic came up of like, some guys are into that, which is so wild to me that someone could yeah. be into stepping on your balls. I know. I, I never got that either. And it, they're like, it's a domination thing. They they run the they run the gamut all day in the stock room, and then they want somebody to do it to them. And I'm like, but it still hurts. Yeah. See, I, I get domination. I like a woman to sit on my face and like hold my head and like rubber pussy on my my face. Ooh. Ooh. You know, easy, uh, fatty. Spit in my mouth a little bit. You know. Uh, take my own cum and whip it into my asshole. I like that stuff, the casual, you know, uh, yeah. domination. But the pain business, I, the the cutting and the and the choking and the you know thumbtack up your asshole. It, it's for the birds. I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm with you. Let me let me throw that. Let me let me throw out some uh, some road stuff at you, and then then I want to hear all about the jungle. No, I want the road stuff. Please hit me. All right. Well, first of all, I was supposed to be in Tejas. This weekend, but obviously it's going through a, a blizzard over there. It's it's nuts down there. Have you seen these the news stories? A little bit. I've, I've peeked in a couple times. I heard some pipes burst, and, and that was just Tim Dillon's sex life. Hello. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I heard that it's, it's snow and frozen and the whole thing. Yeah, that people have died. Like some old lady sat in her car for warmth and then froze to the windshield like Garfield and... You know, everybody's out of power, and they've they've never they don't own jackets down there because it's Texas. It's it's a nightmare. The roads are fucked. Who knows what's going on? So my shit got canceled, and uh, the week before that, I was in Springfield, Missouri. Uh the Blue Room. Yes, not bragging. Uh, they got a whole new setup. It's a warehouse now, and ah, oh God, I gotta tell you, when I got there, the high was six. Oh, six degrees. Yes. Right. That's when I was in Key West. I think we texted a little bit. I was like 90. I was walking around shirtless in Key West. Oh, that's right. It was a, you just, you go outside, your jeans stick to you. They're frozen. Your snot's hard. Oh, it was a nightmare. But the shows were great. Great people. Great time. Uh, Chris, the guy who runs the joint, he took me out every night. He's one of these guys who wants to show you a good time so much that you're like, all right, all right, I got it. You know? And uh, just had a great time. We went to a strip club during the day, had a steak. Uh, that was awkward. And then went to another <laughs> strip club at night. And, yeah, it was, it was a fun town. And so just shout out to Chris in the Blue Room. Go go there if you're in Springfield. But, whoo, man, it was chilly. And I'm just so sick of these connecting flights. I miss a direct flight. That's all I want out of life. Yeah, Springfield is not, not a lot of direction going from Springfield. 
no, no, you got to get up at eight. Then you don't get to Springfield till six. Then you got to go right to the gig and get your ass eaten. But the flight back was such a nightmare. And I'm going to try not to come off anti-Semitic. I don't want to pull a Farrakhan here. But I flew, I flew from Springfield to Chicago, connection, Chicago to Newark. Chicago, my entire flight was Hasidic Jews. I was the only non-Jew on the flight. Maybe there was an old black lady and, a, and an Asian guy in the back, but I was in the epicenter of a of a full Hava Nagila. I mean, I'm talking the, the tassels, the big hats, the, the cloaks, you know, reading the Torah backwards. One kid got uh, circumcised. They're playing cards, like, over the aisle. If you look down the aisle, you can just see cards going. There's a kid crawling. I mean, it was bananas. Babies are being passed over me. Oh, my God. I wanted to lose it on these people. Passover. Aha! Um, what was going on? Because it's interesting you say that because last night we flew back from Atlanta to Ecuador and we had a ton of Jews on the flight. Uh, and I, you know, it was just yarmulke, regular yarmulke Jews. Yeah. But there's, there's like Jews like our friends. Right. That aren't wearing yarmulkes on airplanes. Then there's like yarmulke Jews and then there's Hasidic, I think, or Orthodox yes. Jews. I, I, it's, it gets all confusing because... So many of our friends are Jews, but none of them, I never see any of them with a yarmulke or curls or uh, cards. No, I think it's the same with any religion. Like, we, we have, uh, do we have Muslim friends? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but they're not wearing the, they're, they're, the wife's not wearing a cloak with a burqa and the eye slit and, uh, you know, not letting them drive and shit. Yeah, exactly. But these guys were all in, and they, they wear the mask right here. And lo, the stewardess would come by and go, hey, lady, you got to put the mask up. And she would roll her eyes and go, whoop. And then the lady would walk away, and she'd go, whoop. I mean, they did not give a fuck. And it was, it was so loud, and, and they're up in the aisle. They're doing, they're doing, like, double dutch in the aisle. I had to go back by the bathroom and just go, like, ah, ah. And the, the lady was like, I, I feel you, brother. I know, I know. And we high-fived, and I had to go back. I mean, it was, whoo, it was tough. So, did you get any scoops? Was there an event, or is it just? I didn't want to ask. Fun. I assume somebody uh, was cutting a diamond in New York, and they had to go supervise. I don't know what the hell was happening, but I saw a crazy move. There was one fat lady sitting between uh, two black couples, and or a black couple, and the the black girl goes, "Do you mind if I uh, if we can sit together?" And she goes, nah, "I'm good." And I was like, oh, my God. I'd never seen anything like it. Wow. But so she wanted to keep the middle seat? Well, she was on the aisle. The black gal was on uh, the other aisle, and the, the black guy was in the middle. Wow. So she just liked her side of the plane, I guess. I guess so. But she was not having it. And I couldn't believe my eyes because I've been there, and I, I always give it up because I'm you know not a sociopath. But she was like, nap, screw you, sister. Wow. I want this aisle. I wonder if that was racism. She could have ah. been. She could have been, you know, old school. Like, hey, she could have been the opposite of my lady that said, "Hey, it's enough already with these blacks. You give them an inch, they take your seat." Right there, you go. Forty acres in a seat, but uh, who knows? But yeah, oh yeah. So it was just a nightmare to fly now because flights used to be fun with the COVID. You know, it's like at the whole aisle, you got the whole row, and now it's uh, it's a free for all. It's filling in again. But yeah, I know one thing's getting better. Uh, Tuesdays with Stories is now brought to you by Blue Chew. Get more confidence in the bedroom, folks. Blue Chew offers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but 
in a chewable tablet. Ooh. If you don't like swallowing pills, I know I don't. This is for you, folks. It works fast. You can take it day or night. It's chewable. You'll save a ton of money compared to the name brands. Blue Chew is the best thing about the internet, an online prescription service. That means no doctor's office or waiting in line. We know how hard that can be here in America. You can talk to a licensed medical provider to get your prescription all online. Everything Blue Chew prescribes ships right to your door in a discreet package, and Blue Chew makes everything in the USA. You're supporting American jobs here, folks. You know the economy's having trouble. And so if you're having some trouble in the bedroom, get yourself some Blue Chew ASAP. Tell them how to do it, Mark. You got that right, sister. Special offer just for the gays. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code TUESDAYS. Just pay five clams in shipping. That's great. One Finsky for shipping, and you can get a whole bunch of Blue Chew. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code Tuesdays to try it free. How could you say no? Blue Chew's good stuff. Try it for free, folks. Do it. And, hey, we got another sponsor on this uh, episode. And this, I got to really sing the praises, which I'll I'll get into the story in uh, Ecuador. But uh, Tuesdays with Stories is also brought to you by Sheath underwear and sheath underwear saved my ass or my ball i should say you know i've talked about my varicocaly before yes. mark's mark's showing off his uh sheath t-shirt his oh, sheath yeah. shirt and uh Big you know fan. i got this i got the bag of worms in my balls varicocaly i think it's called a varicose vein in your balls and it could be quite painful uh-huh. and i was in quito ecuador and so the uh, elevation is is huge, and it was killing my testicle, my nut. It was killing my vibe. Whoa. I had a painful nut. And you know what I did? This is a true story. I went back to my room. I took off my whatever underwear. I put on my sheath that just cups the balls. It separates the dick and balls. It's got its own pocket. And these underwear, I felt better in a matter of moments because of sheath underwear. I can't recommend this stuff enough. Wow. Keeps your balls off your leg. Two pouches, one for your cock, one for your balls. It's supportive. It's sexy looking. I truly love it, and it, it saved my uh, my balls in um, yeah. in Ecuador. And you got to get yourself a pair. This guy is is so kind to us also. So please, just even if his shit sucked, you should support him because of how giving and thoughtful he is. And he's one of you. He's a Tuesday. But oh, his yeah. stuff is amazing. The idea for Sheath came from its founder, U.S. Army soldier Robert Patton, during his second tour in Iraq. Two tours of Iraq. You're supporting a veteran, for God's sake. Yep. Support this awesome veteran-owned company whose founder is a Tuesday himself and a big comedy fan. You know how to do it. Tell him how, Mark. Wow, what a vouch. You're not going to get better than that, folks. Go to sheathunderwear.com and order with promo code TUESGAYS to get 20% off your first order and Sheath Underwear's 100% money-back guarantee. But you're not sending this stuff back. It's too good. That's sheathunderwear.com, promo code TUESGAYS. That's T-U-E-S-G-A-Y-S. Get Sheath Underwear and let them support your balls. All right. All right. uh, So, yeah, I've been shacked up in Manhattan with the snow coming down on my ass. So uh, I got nothing. I'm bored. I'm cold. I'm gay. Hit me, fatty. Give me something. Well, so uh, I just want to find, touch the uh, Key West thing. That was great. We went down there. It was my first time working a full weekend in, indoors, and uh, it was it was so nice. My buddy James Patterson moved there. You know Patterson. He's oh, yeah. lived here a couple times. He just moved down there, and... Wow, it's a, it's a good move. He, he he's living with Dustin, and 
He's doing all the spots. He does a spot on every show. It works for Dusty because he's like, you know, they got a lot of Key West comics who are fine. Some of them are awful, but they now they got like a ringer down there. Nice. So it was great catching up with him, hanging out. It was me, Sarah Patterson, Dustin, Madaus, and just a great hang. And Dustin's got this killer apartment with like a backyard bar. His girlfriend kicks ass. We were playing the movie game. We could have used you down there. It was a great time. And... So many good zingers. My buddy Don Zolo was in town, who I think is oh. a bit of a Tuesday. He was down there. Zolo. And just a great time. We played the movie game for hours and, and just some amazing laughs. We were playing this game, Joking Hazard, which is kind of like Cards Against Humanity. It's a ah. fun, silly game and uh, just a great time. I was smoking cigars. I went to the Lost Buried Treasure Museum by myself because no one wanted to go, which was pretty fun. I felt like a little boy. Yeah, all Some right. Some Tuesday recommended it, by the way. He's like, check out the lost treasure. What the fuck it's called? Mel Fisher. This guy found an old treasure, and uh, mm. it was pretty cool. That feels um, like a rook. You know, it feels like something you're like, I don't know about this. This feels like a jupe, but uh, you say it was good. It was cute. I had a nice time. I'm not. Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying pack your bags and go check all out right, all right. the Mel Fisher, but, you know, Key West, I don't drink anymore. It's a small town. I've, been, I've spent a month of my life down there. You got to start looking at some other shit, so... Yeah, yeah, good point. I mean, if you ain't drinking, that's like, I mean, that's like being a vegan going to uh, Omaha. Like, what do you do there? Yeah, exactly. It, it's a bit, it's a bit triggering. I have to say that. Yeah, uh, you just want a day drink. So I smoked about eleven hundred cigars. I sounded like Babe Ruth by the end of the night. But right, but good for this com. Oh, sorry. Good for no, this no, comic. This comic who goes, what's his name? Harrington. Appleton? James Patterson. Patterson. Good for Patterson to go down there because uh, what a great way to live it up, get some sunshine. I'm sure it's wide open. I'm, probably, I'm, I'm sure there's not one uh, mask in sight. And and he's getting spots. Yeah, it's interesting. They're, they got a lot of anti-mask. There's a cop there. He's got, like, you know, tattoos. He's huge. They're one of these ripped cops, like a skinhead cop. And he's got, like, his shotgun shells across his chest. And then he attached to it, he's got a bunch of, like, surgical mask and he's telling everyone hey you got a mask up and everyone's like seriously and he's like ah it's bullshit i hate it they're making me say this <laughs> it was like this weird thing so you have to like put your mask on we you walk by the cop and then everyone takes it down it's all so silly by the way i'm, I'm pro mask i think we should all be masked up ecuador every single person wears a mask indoors wow. and outdoors a hundred percent of the people they got hit hard oh, early on right. they had like bodies in the street the whole thing so like everybody has a mask on even outside which i think is overkill but the rules, as we've talked about, and I don't want to go into a deep asshole here, but in, in Florida, you can go into a bar, you have to walk in with a mask on, then you can just take it off once you've yeah. come inside. So you can sit in the bar with no mask all day, but they have a cop telling you to put your mask on while walking outside where it doesn't spread. It's, it's all silly. goofy. It's all it's, kind of theatrical. Yes, theater. I agree. But um, so anyway, so then it's the big morning we, we drive to miami we stay in the hotel we're flying to ecuador we got to fly to atlanta then to ecuador it's all exciting but it's nerve-wracking because we had to get tested right before and i i hate the test they they yeah. fucking jam it right up your asshole yeah and it's expensive too to get the pcr test a couple days before it was like 200 bucks each at this place we went to because it's free testing but that you got to drive to that or some horse shit yikes so we get the test we're both negative of course we double mask on the plane, trying to be as, as safe as possible. New variants, the whole thing. Don't tweet at me. I don't give a shit. I like wearing a mask. Fuck you, mother. <laughs> so we're double masked on the flight. It's empty anyways. We get to 
Atlanta. Now we're flying to Ecuador. We got upgraded to first class, wow. which is so exciting. So we're like, we're flying first class to Ecuador. Nobody's on the flight. It's Atlanta to Quito, Ecuador. There's of like it's us two and, and three other people. But wow. it's like the shittiest first class. This is some white people problem. I'm a Karen. I'm a Deb. I'm a fucking Joe. Whatever. Yeah. We get on there. It's like an old plane. So the first yeah. class, like the, it's supposed to turn into a bed, but it's all slow. It's like <laughs> <laughs> the TVs yeah. don't work. They're like black and white TVs. It's like bullshit first <laughs> class. Rabbit ears. It was just horrible first class. It was bullshit. I felt like a, a, a loser. But anyways, we got the plane to ourselves. We get to Ecuador. Of course, Ari's late picking us up. He's just kind of uh, sitting out there, foreign country. We don't know what's going on. We're going to get robbed. Wait, what's and that flight out? What's that flight time? Four hours? Five? About, about five. Four and, right. four and change. That's and then something. You, it's scary because you land, and they're serious about COVID. It's people with, like, they look like Mark Wahlberg at the end of The Departed. They got, like, uh, hairnets on and, like, the onesies. Right, right. And they give you a rapid test when you get off the plane. You got, like, your thing being, like, I'm negative. They rapid test you. We're good to go. We come off. We get through customs or whatever. We wait for Ari. He picks us up with the dog. And now you just feel like we did it. We made it. We're in the car. And he's been down there for four months. He's in a shitty rental car. It sounds awful. It doesn't, it doesn't switch gears. It's like just in second gear. We're trying to do like 50 miles an hour. You can hear it like. Yeah. It's just a piece of shit. And it's nighttime. We get there. We have a nice dinner on a, a rooftop. And it's the only place open. Everything's closed down because of COVID and everything and, and all that shit. But then Quito is 9,200 9, feet in the air above ah. sea level, twice as high as Denver. So, you know, in Denver, you get a little kooky. It's a, yeah. a little winded and you, you get drunk faster, whatever. Right. This is twice as high, second highest capital in the world behind, uh, I don't know, fucking Springfield or whatever. We get there. It's It's... 9,200 feet in the air. So right away, I can't breathe. I'm walking up steps. I'm like, <gasps> plus you're wearing the mask. And so that thing's oh. like sticking to your face and shit. Can't breathe. And then we go up to this rooftop. We're looking over and it's just this gorgeous city. You see the church and the statue and fucking whatever else, the mountains. Love it. And uh, I can't breathe. And all of a sudden, Sarah's like, I'm getting dizzy. I got to sit down. She sits down. I'm like, ah, you're probably tired, whatever. We go back to the hotel and we're sitting there, and she's like, I got to tell you, I, I feel like I'm tripping. Like, the wall, the floor is, like, melty. And I'm like, ah, it'll probably pass. Uh-oh. Two minutes later, I stand up. I fall over. I'm like, whoa. I fall down. It's like we're on acid because we got the, um, it's called AMS, American Music Syndrome or Sin- something. Yes. What's mountain, that? It's mountain. Altitude? It's altitude, mountain, snake oil, whatever the fuck uh-huh. it is. It's altitude sickness. Got and it. I told I said, let's just embrace it. Pretend we're on mushrooms. The walls are oh. moving. You can't breathe. And wow. it, it's just wacky because, and it says you can get it at 8,000 feet. We're, we're 9,200. We didn't even ascend. We just landed there from the pressurized yes. airplane. Holy hell. This is heavy. So night one, we're all whacked out uh. and... You know, she's got diarrhea. The toilets, you can't flush toilet paper in South America because their system, it's all, the rods and cones are all screwed up. So you got to put- all pipes. You got to put the toilet paper in a little trash barrel. So Sarah's got altitude sickness. She's got diarrhea. We're in a room the size of a shoebox. And I just hear- <laughs> And, you know, she's horrified. She's got to put the toilet paper in a trash barrel. 
I get the shits right after. Not horrible, but just a, a little bit muddy, you know. So we got a trash barrel filled with our own shit. Woo! Whole room stinks. The walls are shaking. The earth was quaking. You know, my <laughs> mind was faking. Yeah, I need some bacon. So that's that. It's just a crazy time. But we adjust eventually. We stop getting wow. dizzy. Um, well, what's, what's the grub? What was the dinner? What'd you eat over there? Uh, well, it wasn't, the food wasn't really mind-blowing except one meal. It was a lot of like, uh, they have, what do you call that? What's the thing? It's not a hamster, but it's a, um. Gerbil? Similar to that. No, it's similar to gerbil, hamster. It's a fucking, uh, it's like, it's got a slur in it. Oh, oh, a guinea. Yes, yes, guinea pig. That's it, guinea pig. (laughs) Guinea pig is like a food. I almost said raccoon. Uh, it's, a, it's a guinea pig. <laughs> it's a guinea pig is like the, a delicatessen there, but ah. Ari said he ate it at one point, and they leave the head on it, so it's like it's got teeth, and there's just ah. like a face, and and then they got guinea pigs running around in pants. So you can see the pig. Yeah, it's a little. It was. I'm not. That's not my seed. So. No, no, they're 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 plumpy too. They're hefty little little Nazis. Those kids. Yeah. So, and then we had at one place we had like side of the road arepas. Um, huh? Yeah, we had a, we had a Cosby and a Weinstein. <laughs> um, the the arepas are they're like uh, they made them right in front of us. It's like a pancake with yeah. chicken and cheese inside. It was like a That's burger. That's good. Yeah, it was nice, and I had a lot of um, arepa apologists. Uh, just yeah, a lot of lot of soups. Uh, they got Sopa. fish. Fish is big there. Some sopas. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so it, it was. It was good. It was exciting. But um, so then the big thing is, uh, I got all kinds of stories. So I'll jump around a little bit. But one of the big things is there, you can't drink the water because uh-huh. it's you know we're out in, in keto. It's okay. But we went to this village called Mindo. M I N D O. Which is this little village uh, valley town, and they're like, "Don't drink the water." But I'm a New Yorker. We have the cleanest water. I drink out of the faucet all day. I don't Same. know about you. I, I'm oh, drinking yeah. out of the toilet, the shower. I just sit there and, and, and gurgle and gargle. Love a gurg. So we're not supposed to drink the water. Second to last night, we're having a fun time. We got this beautiful house. I'm jumping around here, but I make a big pot of tea. Cook up the tea. I don't like to boil my tea because the green tea is supposed to serve at 175 degrees. So I go, up. Oh, that's hot enough. It's steaming. Anyone else want some tea here? And everyone goes, ah, we're good. We don't need any tea. I'm like, all right, suit yourself. Yeah. Make a cup of green tea. I sit outside. I drink it with them. We're playing cards. We're having a lot of laughs. Finish the tea. We're all going to bed early. Got to get up and drive back to Keto. Uh-oh. Right as all the lights flick out, Ari's telling some bullshit story, and I go... Ah, I got a shit. Just came on strong. Yeah. I go in the bathroom, just revolting diarrhea, explosive everywhere. We're sharing a house with, with you know, a couple of women and Ari. Yeah. And I got I wipe my ass. It's that yellow. It looks like a penalty flag by the time I'm done wiping. And I got to put it in the trash barrel. We're sharing a home. I go upstairs. I'm like, that was crazy. I don't know what happened there. The arepas must have gotten free. They were raping my asshole. I lay down, <laughs> close my eyes, and like a movie, my eyes flip open. I look at the ceiling, and I go, I spring up like fucking the McAllisters, and yeah. I go, I made tea out of the faucet. 
and, and you know, Sarah's, Sarah's half asleep. She's like, ah, you'll be fine. You cooked it. And I'm like, I want to wake up Ari and his partner and go, hey, what the fuck? Am I going to be okay? Because they had gotten sick previously on their trip from it. Uh-huh. And so I'm going, all right, I cooked it. It's probably fine. Let me just try to go to bed. Wake up at 3.30, go downstairs. It's pitch black. It's just the sounds of the jungles. Wow. And I'm just shitting my brains out. And I'm like, okay, I'm sure it's fine, whatever. Go upstairs, go back to bed. We wake up at 5.30 a.m. because we're going bird watching at 6 a.m. You know when you go on a trip with people and they try to squeeze in one last thing before you leave? Hate it. We go bird watching. I'm like, all right, we'll go watch some birds. And we leave at 5.30 a.m. I tell them, like, I drank the water. They're like, take this drug. Stuff that up your ass. Hopefully you'll mm-hmm. be okay. And I'm like, I'm feeling all right. We go up to the top of this mountain as day breaks. We're on top of this mountain up in the Andes. It's, a, it's not a rainforest. It's a cloud forest. Ooh. So it rains more consistently. Doesn't da- I don't know. Some bullshit. But uh-huh. clouds are rolling in. These beautiful canopies, wildlife. We got a big lesbian construction worker bird watcher oh all yeah. three of those things she takes us out there we're looking at the birds everything's fine and dandy and then hits me ah i go give me the keys i gotta go because we're walking down the mountain i'm like i gotta go back to the top of the mountain i saw some banyos up there i, I gotta go shit that's a restroom uh-huh i grab toilet paper i jump in the car i'm driving up this twisty road there's like four foot potholes you're right on the edge it's like 600 feet down oh. or three thousand feet and I'm just hitting these potholes, and I got a shit. I got a shit. Like, it's in my asshole, ready to just burst out. Yes, it's a trap door. Trap door. I get up to the top, and I get to the banyo. I get out of the car, slam the door, and there's just one of these feral, wild dogs. There's dogs ah! everywhere. And you know me. I'm afraid of dogs, Jerry. Hate I a, hate dogs. Hate a pup. I hate their assholes. And these are wild dogs. Oh. I'm afraid of, like, you know... Your mother's dog. I don't like a dog on a leash, let alone just a feral fucking crazy dog. And he's got one blue eye and one bloodshot eye. He's like oh. one of those wolf dogs. He's standing between me and the banyo, the pero between me, hombre, and the banyo. Oh, my God. You should have shit on it. I-, I was so scared. I almost shit. It was like the lowest point of my whole life. It was like my childhood. I'm yes. missing out on the event because I have to shit because I fucked up. There's a scary dog between me and the bathroom. It's like a haunted house. <laughs> And I had to just go like, shoo, shoo, I got I to gotta shit. And I'm like kind of like doing like this roundabout thing where I'm trying to walk around the dog and he's just staring at me and I'm trying to go, he's not going to attack. None, none of these dogs have attacked. They'd, they'd fucking shoot it if he killed somebody, whatever. Right. Finally, I get kind of behind him and I run into the bathroom, shut the door. I'm just holding it. There's no lock. There's no seat on the toilet. It's just a bowl. And then there's like an open space, no window, just like a, a, a hole where there's what? like bricks. Yeah, and there's not even a trash barrel to throw the toilet paper. No toilet paper. Luckily, I had brought some. Uh-huh. So I had to just shit on the rim, like the rim of the toilet bowl, and just crazy wild shit. I'm afraid the dog's going to hear it, and I hear, like, sniffing around. I hear, like, like roosters, and I'm like, yeah. what am I doing? I'm a piece of shit. This is crazy. There's mosquitoes. I'm getting bitten. Right. It's Wild. not your fault. I mean, you just you act like you're a bad guy here. This is, I mean, you drank the water. Well, I made tea with the water, and yeah. I'm just lucky no one else drank it. Uh, I got a little suspicious that one of them saw me doing it and was like, "Ah, eh, just let him learn his lesson." Uh, ooh, that would be pretty evil. But let, let me let me ask you this because this is this is a 
all right, aside from the shitting and the, the paint in the bowl and the water and the rape, are you kind of like, this is an adventure, I'm getting my ass eaten by mosquitoes, I'm shitting blood, I'm in a mountain, I'm driving up a hill, there's a wild dog, I fucking me. Is it kind of like, this is living? Uh, yes. Well, f- what's happening for sure is I'm like, this is good Potter. This is going to be a good well, podcast. I'm, I'm thinking that for sure. If I didn't have the podcast, I don't know. But to me, the living part is being there. Like, we're in a house. Like, you can't believe how beautiful this house is. I posted some photos of the surroundings. I mean, there's a horse. There's a babbling brook. You know, I got the tinnitus, so I usually sleep with my noisemaker on. Didn't even need it because there's a brook outside. Just wow. And... We had a, a, a station for hummingbirds. It's like a sugar water bird feeder. Uh-huh. So these hummingbirds everywhere, like six at a time. We got all these slow-mo videos of them. You, you can't even believe these. Hum- so that, to me, is living. I'm like, uh-huh. this is wild. We're in the jungle, literally, and there's toucans. And, and, uh, Cans. <laughs> you know, and, and it's just beautiful. But the shitting is like, I wish this wasn't happening. Right. For sure. Right. I mean, and I'm, I'm missing out on the bird watching, which was stupid. But so this part is is scary. But yeah, there's definitely some of that of like this. So I'll tell my grandkids if I ever, you know, fucked without a condom on or whatever. <laughs> right. But it, it, it there's no Twitter. There's no I got to put up a story or I got to do a post. It's just like I'm shitting blood. I got to get out of here. There's a dog up my face. I mean, it, there's a part of you that's kind of or a part of me listening like you were in the moment. This is all adventurous. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was definitely, uh, it was the most in the moment you can be. Because I'm like, do I shit on my pants? Do I fight a dog? Do I just lay here and die? Uh, Missing the birds. But shit there. And then we're driving back. We had to go back to the house for breakfast. The whole time they're eating their last breakfast and, and summing up what a great trip it was. Yeah. I'm upstairs shitting my brains out. And then we're driving through the mountains, back to Quito, and like every 30 minutes, I gotta be like, I gotta shit again, sorry, I gotta shit again. You just have that feeling of like, I'm the guy ruining the trip, because I can't stop shitting, but they're so nice, and we're going gas station to gas station. Then, this is the last full day in Ecuador, so we gotta get our tests. Luckily, Ari's friend speaks fluent Spanish, Uh so we go into this place, it's like a, a medical place. Supposedly, they have the, uh, the test. We got to get a PCR test that they give you the results in five hours because you have to have it within two days to fly. I go in there and just have my last shit just everywhere. Come out. And you know how when you got that diarrhea, there's eventually a shit that feels different. After the one, <laughs> the final one, you're like, I think I feel okay. Yes, yes. That was that. You got it all out. Exactly. The last of it. So then I come out. They go, yeah, we can give you a test. They, it was the worst test I've ever had. Fucking mm. both, both nostrils all the way back there. Don't speak any English. I'm trying to say like El Cowardo, Nervoso. Right. Jams it way up in there. I'm like a child, like squinching. I just finished shitting my brains out. But I'll tell you this. That moment after getting the test done, not shitting for a while, you've just exercised all the demons. You got all that shit out. We went back, had a nice dinner, chilled out, and I, I felt alive and, and accomplished yes. after getting all those shits out and getting the test, negative test, the whole thing. And now, now, uh, where the hell are you going? You, you're like going to a flight somewhere else? I thought you were in Ecuador and you're staying in Ecuador. You Can't you take a breather? You're still traveling? Well, that was on the way back. So that was yesterday. Ah. I'm still feeling the effects. That was uh, yesterday or two days ago, whatever. I had a bad shit today, too. 
But anyway, so that was somehow I just went into the diarrhea story. I don't know how. I think you mentioned shitting or something. Uh-huh. So I just dove okay. into it. But, but okay. No, go ahead. I just don't know how many places how many places were you at total? I'm I'm confused. So we went to Quito first, which is the capital of uh Ecuador. Okay. And we stayed there for we got in at night, stayed there the next day, we walked around, we went to the Basilica, which is an old church. It's the oldest new Gothic oh. church, whatever that means. A little oxymoron uh, there. Posted some photos, and uh, it's a spectacular old church. All these buildings in all these countries are so beautiful. All these old churches and, and yeah. temples and, and uh, what's the Muslim one called? Mortuary? Mosque. Mosque, yes. I you went to that big one in Istanbul before. You got to wear it. Um. So, yeah, we went to uh, the church, and, and we climbed up to the roof, which was amazing. There's this huge clock tower. And I got to say, it was some scary shit. I had to face a lot of serious phobias. Like, the the church, you, you walk up these stairs, which is fine, because it's, like, enclosed. like one of those old brick things, and you keep climbing and climbing and climbing. But then you get to, like, the steeple or whatever. I don't know any terms, but the big tower... Yeah. And it becomes like a ladder and you're like you're outside. And so you're climbing up this like super vertical ladder. And I had so many of these moments on this trip where it's like being a kid. I don't know if you ever had this where everyone's doing a thing and you're like, I don't want to do that at all. But yeah, you don't want to be that fucking pussy. That's like, I can't do that. I, I, I never wanted to be that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had that when my friends would jump off of buildings into pools. That was a big thing we did. I was petrified every time, but I just had to do it. Yeah, you get caught up, and you're like, all right, yeah, woo, we'll all climb this yeah. thing. Like, hoping that someone else will be like, I don't really want to do that. And you're like, all right. Right, I won't do it if you're not doing it. I'll stick with you, you know? Yeah, like, I don't know how many bar fights you've been in where you're like, oh, your friends are fighting, and you're like, I got to go towards that thing that I'm terrified to do, but... It's never as bad as you think. I mean, once you just get it over with, it's all right. It's usually all right, but man, it is scary going in. Well, so here's the thing I've been dealing with. So we've been home most for the most part for 10, 11 months now, and I've gotten really into my meditation practice. I'm meditating twice a day, and um, now it's, you know, meetings are much more accessible because of online. So I'm doing all this self-care in my mind, I'm like, I'm like the zend out guy now. You can't even phase me. Wow. But I also realize because of this trip, a big part of that is because I'm living the easy life over here. I'm not really ah. seeing anybody. There's no meet and greets. There's no pressure doing shows or coming up with material or all the travel. You know, you're not running into drunks late at right. night. So that makes it a lot easier but uh-huh. this was like, I'm at this church and it's like, all right, you got to climb this ladder. And it's like directly up. We're like seven stories in the air outside. The wind is blowing and you're climbing this ladder. And so I was trying to really focus and use the breath to like get up this fucking ladder. And you're on this tower just like, this is great. And the thing's a thousand years old and there's right. like birds flying right over. It was, I was shit in my pants. Oh, and- I get it. Well, if your wife does it, though, you got to do it. You can't have the lady go and you not go oh of course i mean i'll never not do any of these things but i i, I was shitting my own asshole the whole time but that's what they, that's the real bravery is being terrified and still doing it the guy who's not scared and does it is just you know that's not brave he's just being himself yeah that's uh that's ari hey i want to uh, right. mention this folks we have another sponsor if you can believe it tuesdays with stories is also brought to you by honey <laughs> You know about honey? 
I love honey. I just heard about it, and it's saving my ass online. I mean, it's basically, it fills in promo codes and coupon codes for when you're trying to buy stuff. You have huge savings, huge discounts. You know, you always got to memorize the promo code. They go on the web in two seconds and find it and fill it in for you. It's pretty genius. I don't know how this hasn't existed before. And yeah, go ahead and save some money. I bought some stuff at, uh, I bought some booze on the, on the internet, and they, they hooked me up, so... Get on it, honey, folks. Yes, honey, folks. That's right. We all shop online, and having a promo code ready to go is tough. But thanks to Honey, I don't have to search for codes anymore. Honey is fr- is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Tuesdays. That's joinhoney.com slash Tuesdays. Yes, do it, folks. Get on it. Save some cash. And uh, why not? It's it's free. It's a free service. So get get going. Yeah. Um, I got to say this. Speaking of fear... The biggest biggest hurdle of my life was. Uh, did you ever have? Did you have a water park in uh, Whitman? Not in Whitman, but uh, I've been to a water park or two. Okay, well, we we didn't have one in New Orleans, but we had one in Baton Rouge, and it was a big deal. It was called Blue Bayou, and you know they had the 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 black moccasin and the wet willy and all these crazy slides. But one of them was called the Lafitte's Plunge. And it was like eight million miles in the air, and it just—it looked like it just went straight down. And the big—the big thing was like, you get some air. You, yes. You're in the middle of it. You, you come off the slide a little, and they're all high fiving and smoking cigarettes. And I'm like, oh god, I'm trembling up there. And I'm standing up there for like 20 minutes with the douchey lifeguard with the white nose and the whistle. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do it, man. I can't do. It. I was like eight, and he's like, oh, you make me sick. I got eight-year-old girls going down this thing, and like some kid with floaties would go woo. And right down, I was like, ah, I just can't do it, man. I can't. I'm making friends with this guy. We shared a cigarette and some stories. And it took me like three hours, but I did it. I have the exact same experience. Ours was called Geronimo. That was the big Uh. thing. And it was water country. Same thing. The fucking straight down. And everyone said, you can come off. You come off it. And and I remember being petrified. And like, I can't do that. And that one, at that age, I was like, there's no chance in hell I'm going up there. Fuck you. Which even that takes courage at that age to be like, no way. Fuck, call me a fag. Throw me down the stairs. I'm not. I hate Geronimo. It's uh, cultural appropriation, whatever. (laughs) It's problematic now. You can't have that. Yeah, so I, I feel you. It was horrifying to me. So I had a few of those in... Uh, did you do it? Ecuador. The Geronimo, I don't think I ever did. But uh, you can't go back down those stairs. You got to go back down and go, oops, excuse me. Everybody's going past you on the way up. You know, And you're like, ah, I'm the guy going the wrong way. No, I never went up to that one. But oh. I, I have... I've probably talked about it before. I have the most defining moment of my life was I chickened out on Space Mountain in 1991. October 91, I was nine. What? My family has never forgiven me. They still <laughs> fuck with me. It's like the, the most defining moment of my life. I, I dealt with it in Ecuador even. Wow. What is Space Mountain? I never, my parents wouldn't take me anywhere. But what, what is that? It's a roller coaster at, at, at fucking MGM Studio or Disney World, I think. Whatever. One of those uh-huh. Disney things. And it's Florida? like their yeah, it's their yeah. signature roller coaster in Orlando, 
And we went there in October of 91. I, I, I still have nightmares about it. And we went and I was all excited. And I had my mother and my aunt Da and they were, you know, thick ladies. And I was a boy. I wanted to sit between them. I was like, I'll have these two squishy ladies on either side of me and I'll be protected. Because I, I still to this day, I like roller coasters, but I hate being on the inside when it turns like this. And it oh. just feels like you're... You're going to hit your head. They make yes. the poles low. and I, I just hate I feel like I'm going to fall out still as a 38-year-old American standing yes. on the face of the moon. So I, I'm, I got there and Space Mountain, the thing was we waited in line and I was talking the whole time going down there. I was like, I can't wait for Space Mountain. I'm going to ride it. It's going to be amazing. And we got there and it sat single file. Like uh. There was no one you know, on either side. You had a single seat and I couldn't go on not sitting next to these ladies. I wanted oh. some, some squishy, heavy ladies on either side of me to protect me. Yeah. They weren't there. I needed some airbags. And so I said, ah, I can't go. I chickened out, and they shamed me. They all shamed me. I had oh. to walk back the thing through, and I was like this little kid with Mickey Mouse ears and a fake oh. dick, and I had to walk by everybody. Oh. And they all gave me shit, and I tried to do a joke about this years later because they'll still go, remember you chickened out on Space Mountain? Oh. And I'm like... Remember you chickened out on life? You work at Sears. <laughs> I'm like, I've been to Iraq. I've been on a Black Hawk helicopter in a war zone. I fucking, I've, I've walked around in an active war zone. I've been to 28 countries. I went to Machu Picchu. I, I yeah. fucking, I, I've been on every roller coaster since. You guys haven't been on a roller coaster since the 70s. I chickened out when I was nine. And you, you followed your dream. You moved to New York. You got herpes. You went to to the Catch a Rising Star. You got on Letterman and all this shit. You know, you, you did that. Where, where, where They're sitting in a condo in uh, Braintree right now. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, I, I, went on the, I was on the Tonight Show. Do you have any idea what it's like to be on TV, you fucks? So, yeah, good point. Good point. I got some resentments there, and uh, I try to do it as a bit, and it's, it's just insulting to the audience. They're like, I work at Sears. Fuck you, you fag. Uh, but here's the thing, though, with that Space Mountain, those those two menopausal, big-titted cunts, is that that shame, though, is what's it, it drives you. Like, yeah, it's scary to ride that ride, and I totally get it, but just knowing the bullshit you're going to have to deal with if you don't is almost motivating enough to get me on that seat. Well, okay, so this leads great into my final story. I, I got so many more, but I'll have to save them for next week. We'll tease, because tease. the most... Epic thing. I'll have to say for next week. I'm afraid to say it because it's an epic story. Ooh. And I feel like me, Ari, and Sarah will all have our own versions on different <laughs> podcasts. But right. but this one. So we're going hiking the first day. So, oh, I didn't get to answer your question, I guess. We landed in, in Quito, Ecuador. Then the next, we spent a day in Quito, walked up the stairs at the thing, the ladder, which was scary. Oh, yeah. And I had to keep facing all these dogs everywhere. There's all these feral dogs. Which I remember from Peru, it's so scary to me and... and and then when someone else gets afraid, every once in a while, like, Ari would be like, shit, this fucking dog. And I'm like, oh, my uh, God, you're afraid. Right. So we went to Mindo, Ecuador, which is like this little village town. We had an Airbnb in the middle of the jungle. It was like spectacular, wow. wooden house, beautiful, and just go most gorgeous house I've ever been to. Hummingbirds up the ass. You know, uh, all kinds of crazy sounds. Just you, you can't even believe it. I posted a ton of pictures. Yes. So the first day we're in there, the next morning we go out hiking. There's this big hike we're going to go check out. We walk. We miss the turn. We're walking up this road, and then we're like, oh, no, it's back this way. So then we get to this little park mm. with this big ski lift rig. 
Mm. And I'm like, God, I'm not getting on that. I can tell you that. And Ari's friend just goes, yeah, we got to take this to the hike. (laughs) And I go, come on, are you serious? And it's like a, first of all, you don't know what regulations there are. I'll have to post some pictures and videos. But it's like a ski lift, which I've never gone skiing in my life because I'm too terrified of the lift. I can't oh, have my feet on. dangling on a chair. It's suspended. I, it's just crazy. You're a mile in the fucking air. Yeah, and I get it. The ski lift is scary enough, but that is no regulation is what's freaky. It's insane. And it's just like a lady like smoking a cigarette. She's fat. Her tits are out. She's feeding a kid. <laughs> She's got tattoos on her face. And we're in the middle of the jungle. I mean, literally, right. we're in the Cloud City or whatever the fucking Lando Calrissian's, the bodyguard. <laughs> it's G. just, it's just nuts. So I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, we can't walk there. Like, we well, can drive there. And I'm like, no, oh, that might be nice. I'm trying to like do the subtle like eh, drives are fun. I think. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you got to just go along. I, I can't be the grown man being like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. And I'm looking at it, and it just goes straight up in the air. It's like a 70 degree angle to the top of the mountain. And I'm like, okay, Oof. fuck. Oof. And they they explain there's like these little two seaters where your feet dangle off the thing. Then the lady says, there's a cabana that seats four, and there's four of us. So I'm like, hey, that sounds cool. It might be fun to all be together because yes. it just sounds bigger. So I'm like, that might be fun. And they're like, nah, we don't want to wait because the, the cabana's on the other end of the the, wa- the line. So uh-huh. it's, we got to wait for it to come down. Mm. But then they have the dog. So they're like, ah, the dog might want to jump and be, let's get the, the cabana. Because the, the dog? Oh, yeah, the dog's down there. Bandit's there. Oh, my God. So, I, by the way, I think the dog hates him. He must be like, can we just hang in a backyard? He's going on like eight mile hikes and shit. Exactly. This is cruel. What is it, a support dog? <laughs> it's insane. It's a little shit, too. You've seen it. Oh, yeah, that is a little pipsqueak twat pup. So, you're talking about Ari? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so, sorry, I'll make this as quick as possible. So they're like, all right, we'll get the cabana, which is like, I'm like, all right, that'll be big. It's probably enclosed, whatever. So like, it it's going to be nice. We're going to be six minutes, seis, seis minutos or whatever. So we're like, okay, great. So now I'm just like sitting in it. I'm sitting in this anxiety and they fire it up to like bring those two cars out and then bring the cabana. And it's like this. Oh, <laughs> rickety. It's this big rickety wheel. It just sounds like. And it just goes straight up into the sky, into the mountain, and you're like, okay, and I'm sitting there doing breathing exercises. Literally, I'm like doing these like straw breathing, square breathing, they call it, and I'm, I'm just meditating. And, you know, Ari's like laughing. He thinks it's like funny, and I'm like, I'll be fine, whatever. It's, I'm sure it's safe, whatever. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there in hell for six minutes. It comes down, and the cabana, it just looks like the same thing. It's just two seats facing each other. Uh, There's a floor, but it's not a floor. It's like a grate. You can see through. Oh, God. It's not great. It's a see-through grate, grated cheese. And so I'm trying to just be cool. I'm like, all right, whatever. It'll be fine. Sit down. I'm like looking at And then when you sit, it like it's suspended, so it starts rocking right away. It's like, uh, and I'm like, oh, it's like getting on a boat. Yeah. Which I love. I have no... Boat fear. I have no airplane fear, but the outside, there's yes. just no. It's not. It's not enclosed at all. I'll send you photos, please. And so I sit down. I'm like, okay, I'll be all right. And Sarah sits across from me. I'm just like staring at her tits the whole time, imagining coming on them. Sure. And um, so, so we start going up. The dog is making me nervous because the dog's moving around and jumping. The dog's like, what the fuck are we doing? He doesn't want to go on this thing. I'm with the dog. So I'm nervous because I'm afraid the dog's gonna jump out. What the fuck? <laughs> I get into my Zen breathing and I have this moment of like, I'm fine. 
This is fine. Then I start looking around. And I'm like, this is spectacular. Just relax. Where's the joy? It's not going to fall. If it does fall, we're dead. You can't do anything about it. Yeah. So now I got a breeze going. Everyone's very respectful. No one's like doing the rock thing, which seems like something uh, I would do. Yeah. He's cool. I'm staring at Sarah. We have a couple laughs. Now we're getting a little bit higher. It's nerve wracking, but whatever. The, the, the view is just spectacular. It's the Andes Mountains, cloud forest. You can't even believe how beautiful it is. That's lunch. We, we get to the top of the mountain. I'm staring at Sarah because now we're at the, the highest we're going to go. Yeah. I'm looking at her, and I just hear, holy shit, from uh. Ari. I go, what, 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 what? He goes, we're not even close to finish. I look to my right. It's a huge valley. The ride goes another three miles. We're what? like a fifth of the way through, Mark. Three miles? It's like, I don't know if it's three miles, but it's way the fuck. You can't even see it. Like, I swear to God, you can't see the other end, and it just drops. It's like a valley. I thought we were going like right there, like a couple hundred yards away, but like straight up. Yeah. We're like in it for the long haul. So I get hit with like a bucket of panic. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm uh. like, there's no way I would have done this. No way. <laughs> if they show me a video or a photo, I'd be like, ah, fuck you guys. You do whatever you want. I'll have a nice time back here. Yeah. It just and it opens up. The floor drops out. We got the stats after. We're 590 feet above the forest. Oh my lord! And the city is already 9,000 feet up. Well, Mindo's lower, so we're st- well, like 7,000 feet above sea level. We're 550 feet above the ground. It's a great, so you can just see right through the bottom. Uh, the wind is blowing. It's like uh, breezy up there. We're just suspended, and it just goes forever. And each time you hit a new level, it goes across like the pole. So it goes like. And then I left this part out. The lady, right as we're leaving, says to Ari's friend, don't be thrown if it stops because it just means someone's getting on on the other end. So we're right in the middle of the thing. It stops cold. Oh! It's just stopped there. We're just suspended. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I'm having like OCD intrusive thoughts of like diving off because you just want to get out of there yes and i'm having this idea of like unbuckling and just jumping off so that's freaking me out and i'm having like a fucking panic attack up here they're all freaked out too and then Uh there's this ecuadorian group on the other side because it comes both ways Uh and i could hear them laughing they're having a great time they're like oh hola vamos yeah and i'm like oh my god i wanted to kill myself up there uh, I'm shaking like a leaf. Oh, what a nightmare. It's wild, and it just goes and goes. It's literally a 30-minute ride to the other side. Finally, we get there clean. Jesus. And then there's a second one we have to go to, like another cable car. This one is like more enclosed. It has a floor and walls. So I'm uh-huh. like, all right, this one won't be so bad, and it's shorter. This one, though, we get on it. It just goes like a missile. It shoots across. It's like 30 miles an hour. Oh, wow. So it's like... And that one was pretty fun and exciting, but still pants shitting. Yes. We get to the other side. We do a long, huge hike, like a four-hour hike. Beautiful. Waterfall after waterfall. Just like these unbelievable waterfalls. Spectacular hike. Steamy. One of the coolest hikes I've ever done in my life. But we had to take that fucking thing back again, the long one, which I shit my pants all over again. And this time, we stopped for longer. Like, dead stop. And it's raining. 
Oh. On the way back, it's just it's just raining, and you're you're fucking five hundred feet above the the forest. Yeah, and uh, it was scary as fuck. But Ooh. once we got through, I started to like embrace it and just look around. I managed to look down and be like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Like you're just up in the sky, literally out in the open above the Andes, the cloud forest. Fuck my ass, come on my dad's tits. It was pretty spectacular. Ooh. Man, I was on the edge of my ass. That was I squirted. That was bananas. I felt like I was there. Let me just say this about you, and then I know we got to get out of here. Everything evens out. I always say things even out, people even out. Cosby is a buttoned-up, sweater-wearing, jello-hawking rapist. He <laughs> evens out. You, you're scared of the ice caps. You're worried your your dad's gay. You got cancer. You're freaking out all the time. But yet you'll still... Go nuts. I mean, how many people who've called you a pussy would even think about going to Keto or Ecuador or, or Bingo or whatever the fuck? Well, I had that moment of like, I am doing it. I'm shitting my pants, but I'm up here. And like, I, I was telling Louis the story. He's like, I would not in any circumstance do that. I wouldn't do that for $10 million. He's like, I don't even want you to tell me the story anymore. Stop telling wow. me the story. Uh, he's like, I'm going to throw up. I, I don't like hearing about it. So there is that feeling of like yeah but i'm doing it i feel that way with the dentist too i'm like i'm shitting my pants i got a heart on i i, I you know i spit cum in my own face for fun and, but i go i'm like a lot of people just don't ever go to the dentist ever so right i do it i just get really scared yeah no but you did it i mean just the flight alone and the testing and the the, the hikes and the the shitting that would just turn me off like ah it seems like a lot of work but you did it yeah we did it and like i said i gotta tease it because i got an epic wild tale that happened. Uh, it was a real a real caper we had to pull off all of oh us. Boy. So I'll oh, tease that. And that involves some serious fear, too. So, Ooh, Colin but, Caper, Nick. Um, I'm, I'm in. Uh, count it. I'm grateful to be back. Anyways, what are you doing? Where are you going to be? Well, this is way <laughs> too long. I'm sorry. All right. Wow, this was one of those epic, uh, epic eps, episodes. Uh, this weekend I'm in Raleigh, but I think it's sold out. Then I'm in Cincinnati, Funny Bone. Then I'm back at Addison Improv in Dallas, and uh, all my shits on my website. I've gotten my shit together and and put everything up. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, check out the Patreon. Get on it, folks. We got all kinds of goodies, and uh, yeah, yeah. Say hello. Buy some merch on T Public, and uh, fuck your dad. Thank you. Yeah, hell yeah. And uh, I got side splitters coming up March 18, 19, and 20. And uh, that's going to be fun. You're not going to want to miss that one. There might be some special guests coming along. Oh, boy. So, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. So get get your tickets. You'll you'll see some great, great comedy. Uh, I'm excited about that. And um, do that. And, and check out Mindful Metal Jacket. I interviewed this lady, Catherine Price, How to Break Up with Your Phone. And uh, uh. I think I mentioned it. She was really funny and, uh, and irreverent. And um, it's on my YouTube. So go subscribe to my YouTube and uh, and check that out. And March 18th to the 20th, Side Splitters Tampa. Get your tickets. Yeah, you're gonna. They're gonna that's gonna be so fun. I mean, I was there New Year's. It's one of the best clubs. They run it great. It's it's again. It's like Key West where you get there. You're like, ah, I just feel alive again. And, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, it's fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, and I, I I think there'll be some others with me. So come down. Oh boy, oh boy. Hey, you can't miss that, folks. That's gonna be a treat. So yeah, tell everybody go gay. Kiss your uh, your uncle, blow your mom, and praise Allah. <laughs> <laughs>